This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Research and empirical data shows us more and more that pairing conventional medicine with complementary gives our pets and ourselves the best options for healing. And we have so many healing options at our disposal. Today on the show is Dr. Stephen Sinatra. He's a board-certified cardiologist, board-certified in internal medicine, and a bioenergetic psychotherapist. Now, I had to look that up. Um, But he also was an early proponent of what's called nutraceuticals, which really means just using nutritional supplements as preventative and healing medicine. His latest venture is helping to keep our pets healthier. He's got a line of single ingredient treats and a food topper with the enzyme CoQ10 at its core. And that's what interested me, especially. I'm Jody Miller-Young, and you're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. We're going to take a short break from our sponsor, but when we return, we'll learn why CoQ10 is so, so important to our pets and our health, and more about Dr. Sinatra's pet brand, Ageless Paws. So grab that favorite beverage, get comfortable, and we'll be right back. Pets are part of the family. Make sure you can always afford the quality health care they need with Easy Pet Check. A nationwide pet insurance alternative. With Easy Pet Check, you'll save up to 75% on all your pet's health care at any licensed veterinarian in the U.S. Easy Pet Check accepts all dogs and cats regardless of pre-existing conditions. Visit EasyPetCheck.com. That's the letters EZPetCheck.com. Taking care of your pet can be easy with Easy Pet Check. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. If you've just joined, you're about to meet Dr. Steven Sinatra, a board-certified cardiologist and the doctor in the house behind Ageless Paws. This is a new line of healthy treats for our pets with the enzyme CoQ10 at its core. Welcome, Dr. Sinatra. Oh, it's great to be here, Jody. Thanks for having me. It is my pleasure. I'm so excited to have you on the show. You have like such great information to share to help keep our pets healthier. Um, I was looking through your marketing materials and I noticed it says love is high vibrational. And I really want to start there because in these crazy times, we all need a little more of that, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Tell us what you mean by that statement. Well, whenever you can take in the energy of love, uh, You know, love is the most vibrational sort of passion feeling that we can have in our bodies. When people are in love, every cell in their body vibrates uh, and that love can be transmitted. And I can tell you, being a heart specialist, and I've been a dog owner all my years. I mean, ever since I was a child, uh, my younger sister used to bring home strays and we used to adopt dogs in our house. And I grew up with dogs and I, as a board certified cardiologist, I've always had dogs in the household. But then I realized that when I was treating patients with heart attacks, and uh, Jody, this is amazing, but when my patients went home after a heart attack, 
if they went home to a house that was full of turmoil or if they had a judgmental spouse or if it was an empty house, if they were lonely, these people I would see again. They would come back with a recurrent heart attack or even worse, heart failure wow. uh, and even sudden death situations. But when I had you know patients that when they were, were released from the CCU or the ICU and went home and they had like a very supportive spouse or they had a happy home, that made a difference. But what made the most difference, which is unbelievable, was what, when they came home to a loving dog, a dog that gives you unconditional love at all times. And, and when my patients came home to those pets and they saw the love in their eyes and the wagon tail and the licking the face and whatever it was, when a patient after a heart attack takes in this love energy, this yeah. is high vibrational. This heals the heart. And I can tell you as a psychotherapist, you know, and as a cardiologist, there is nothing better than love when it comes to healing the heart. Uh, even in the presence of recovery from a massive heart attack and situations of heart failure or damaged hearts, I can tell you, dogs, even cats, you know, any pet makes a huge difference. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone listening can relate to having a hard day coming home and that welcome. Oh, You can do no wrong. It just has to put a smile on your face. So absolutely. This has been written up in the medical literature. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jim Lynch is a PhD. He was living in the Baltimore area. Mm -hmm. uh, he wrote the book, The Broken Heart. And I wrote Heartbreak and Heart Disease. And, and it's amazing that uh, these four-legged creatures uh, bring so much to the table. I mean, it's absolutely incredible for the health and healing of humans is having that four-legged animal with that unconditional love, you know, at our bedsides, at our, in our kitchens, I mean, everywhere. It's just yes. incredible. I wouldn't give it up for the world. I totally feel you. So food, I want to talk about food a little bit. It's the biggest selling product in the pet space. But as we know, all food is not nutrition. And while pet parents are learning more and more about what goes into good nutrition, I really would love for them to hear from a certified nutrition specialist, which is what you are, about how closely linked good nutrition and pet health and longevity are and what your experience has been in terms of the most vibrant diet for our pets. And I use the word vibrant because it's all about energy. Just as we started on, our bodies are energy through and through. So please enlighten us. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. One of the things that I've learned about dogs and pets, see, first of all, dogs and, and cats and, and humans are all mammals. So in other words, we have the same type of uh, protoplasm and different D DNA, but our cells are very similar. And um, even when I was in medical school, I hate to say this, but we used to do some animal research, you know, all the medical students. Yeah. It was a long, yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. And, you know, human cadavers as well. But, you know, it's, it's part of the training of a doctor. But since I grew up with dogs all my life, and in the early days when I was a cardiologist, I used to, you know, buy dogs. And, uh, you know, I went to pet, uh, you know, pet shelters and animal shelters and even pet stores. For, I've been to all of these areas. And uh, I'll never forget, I, I brought a Norwegian elk hound home and, uh, at, at three months, and then I brought a chow into the family, and then another chow, so I had three dogs, and I was going to get a fourth dog, but then I had to get a, a kennel license in Connecticut. I said, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but the, the incredible thing is, Jody, is 
I gave my dogs a lot of people food. In other words, I would give them foods that were enriched with CoQ10 because I, I did the research on CoQ10 for the last 30 or 40 years. I met all the researchers on CoQ10. I've, I've written books on CoQ10. And since it helped my humans so much, and I kept children off heart transplant lists, Jody, by giving them CoQ10. Amazing. Now, a lot of people don't realize this, but a lot of dogs get congestive heart failure. In other words, um, you know, a lot of the vets call it end of life or cardiomyopathy or old age, but a lot of these dogs get heart failure. You know, they may cough, uh, they may have, have dreadful fatigue, you know, they'll have problems with their bowels and, and urination and stuff like that. But a lot of it is cardiac related. So I even worked with vets on this and um, it's just amazing. But when I started to feed my dogs like sardines, for example, or migratory salmon, uh, and the reason why I chose these foods is because not only did I have an omega-3 essential fatty acids, which all mammals need, including, you know, humans, right. but like sardines and, uh, you know, animal foods, um, uh, certainly, you know, meat and fish are well endowed with CoQ10. Like migratory salmon and sardines are incredible uh, for CoQ10. So I would give my dogs this, and then I would also give them like people food and scraps, and that, then I would get dog foods and dried foods. But then I started to give them CoQ10 and I gave them human CoQ10. In other words, when they got to be four and five years old, meaning that they were maybe about 28 to 30 or 35 in human age, and I started to see in heart problems in humans even before that age, I started to give them CoQ10 supplements. And here's what happened, Jody. I lost my chows at age 15. So they were both 15 when they passed. And they passed within a couple of years of one another because I bought one when one was a puppy and I bought one two years later. And my Alcown lived to 16. When I researched the literature on the, age, the average ages of chows and an Alcown, my gosh, I was two years in front of the curve. In other words, my dogs were living two years longer than the average chow and Alcown. And I was saying, why is that? Was it, was it because I was giving them animal food, uh, you know, fish, omega-3s? No, it was the CoQ10. Because wow. Then did the same thing for my patients. I had patients off heart transplant lists. I had patients living longer. And then the literature in the human literature shows that people who have heart failure, those given CoQ10, and they've done this in studies in New Zealand. They've done these studies in, in Spain and, you know, Western Europe. They were published in the American journals of cardiology, you know, the Bible's journals of, of, uh, of, of, of human cardiology. And what it shows is that humans taking CoQ10 live longer than their counterparts not taking CoQ10, you know, especially those with heart disease. So it made sense that my two chows and my Alcound lived at least to two and a half years longer than the counterparts, you know, you know, the average age of those dogs. So when I started to develop ageless paws, I was looking at treats, treats that are sort of fortified or naturally endowed with CoQ10. So I, I took bison, for example. Why did I choose bison? Because bison, you can't give human growth hormone or, 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 or human bo bovine growth hormone to bison. You can give it to our cattle, but not bison. Bison. Why? Are, well, you know, farmers want to fatten up their cattle. And no, I know. But why, why can't they give it to bison? Because they're not farming them? Thank God the law intervened. It's against. Ah, okay. <laughs> so okay. that's why I started to use bison treats. Yeah. I use turkey heart because turkey heart is endowed with CoQ10. Chicken liver. Chicken livers are one of the best organs to give for CoQ10. And there's certainly migratory salmon. You know, migratory salmon are loaded with CoQ10. So I, ch I chose foods 
that we could give, you know, animals and, and, they're, and they're, you know, sustainable and stuff like that. And in other words, there's, there's no toxins in these foods or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for specialized foods to give these treats to dogs. And then I started to add probiotics to, the, to a topper mix because, again, as a dog owner, I realized so many digestive complaints occur with dogs. And, and humans like dogs, you know, humans need probiotics, you know. So when I'm on a radio show or a TV program and somebody asks me, Dr. Sinatra, what's one of the best foods you can take for your GI tract? Well, sauerkraut comes to mind immediately. Because sure. Prebiotics and probiotics and prebiotics. Probiotics. Sure. So, you know, it just makes sense to use certain foods to sustain our GI tracts. And humans are like dogs. I mean, you know, we have the same issues because we're mammals. So, we, yes, we definitely do. We get parasites, dogs get parasites. Yes. And- but they, I mean, they're luckier than us in certain regards because their digestive tracts are shorter, right? And they Correct. have a lot more yes. acid yep. in their stomach. So they're not as prone as we are to picking up parasites and stuff, you know, from the sushi we just ate last week or whatever. Um, but what do you think about, I know you'd mentioned things like organ meats, so you thought that was important. And um, what do you think about raw versus cooked foods for dogs? I have no problem with raw. I would say about half my veterinarian colleagues agree with me. Maybe the other half don't. Oh, so there's hope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think raw is good. Um, uh, you know, I don't throw it under the bus. Look, I mean, one of the things about dogs is that they have canine teeth and um, the wolf sector of the animal kingdom. I mean, they have a horrific type of canines that are like almost an inch long. Mm-hmm. And so if you look at the wolf and, you know, some people believe that the wolf is an ancestor of, of the dog, et cetera, et cetera, you know, and if you look at it, dogs have canines. So dogs are sort of taught to rip their flesh with these, these canine teeth, just like a wolf has. And wolves live out in, in the wilderness and they survive on, uh, on eating, you know, raw food. So I think genetically speaking, you know, dogs are endowed with, you know, these canine capabilities. So in a way, they're meant to eat flesh and, and raw food as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There probably are people listening who think that they're feeding their pets very healthy foods. They may not be aware that there are, you know, very unhealthy ingredients, even toxic ingredients to our pets in, in their foods. And there's one in particular that you had mentioned in an interview that I saw with you, which is rice. What rice contains. I mean, I didn't realize, and I'm somebody who is a foodie and very, very conscious about what I eat. And I tend to educate myself. I didn't know about brown rice and what it has that is really, really bad for us. Tell us about that. About the arsenic situation? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, that's one of the reasons why I developed my healthy food website called Vervana. A doctor like myself, Jody, I've dealt with health and illness for 50 years. I mean, uh, yes. you know, this, the May of next year will be my 50th year of graduation from medical school. Wow. And, and Hippocrates was right. Food is thy medicine. And what a lot of people don't understand is that there are so many foods that we eat on a day-to-day basis that are so contaminated. You know, it's not just insecticides and pesticides. It's mercury, it's cadmium, it's heavy metals. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's arsenic in rice, for example. So, you know, I really like rice. And, uh, you know, one of the best foods that help heal the liver, particularly in this pandemic that we're in, COVID-19, 
uh, because, you know, liver issues, uh, like, like a non-alcoholic fatty liver is sort of, um, it's a bad situation to have, especially if you get infected with COVID-19, because you need a powerful immune system and, and the liver, you know, is, is important for immune enhancing, you know, uh, situations in the body. But the reason why I bring this up is that so many people don't realize how unhealthy our food supply is. Now, arsenic is in rice. And when I found this uh, facility in Italy, for example, that tests their rice for arsenic, and it's in the central highlands of Italy, wow. it's not grown in the waters like, the, the, like we grow in the, the Carolinas and Louisiana and stuff like that. Our rice in the USA, there's a lot of arsenic in it. And arsenic over time is a, is a neurotoxin. And, and yeah. so is cadmium and so is mercury. And, and people don't realize it, but like, it's important to eat very, very clean, organic as much as possible. And I would do the same thing for our pets. I mean, yes. if, I mean, if people want to give uh, table food to their pets, and if the, if the owners are eating organic food and, you know, certainly grass-fed steaks and stuff like that without bovine growth hormone or, you know, estrogen derivatives or any of these things, yeah. it's important to, to feed our dogs and cats, you know, very nutritious food because poverty said it and I, I agree with it. You know, medicine is food for these animals yeah. as, as well as humans. And we're going to lengthen their lives by doing right by them on a nutritional basis. I think Absolutely. so. That's why I think my chows and elk hound live longer. I really Yes, do. you are probably right. So I want to talk a little bit more about CoQ10 because you were an early proponent of it. And in addition to your treats and your food topper, you've also created a liquid liposomal Correct. supplement yeah. of it. Can you explain to our listeners what liposomal means, why it's better, and then talk a little bit about all of the health benefits of CoQ10 for our pets and for us. Yeah, I've used CoQ10 for almost 40 years now. And the greatest miracles that I've seen with CoQ10 has been in my pediatric uh, patients. Uh, I would have, you know, patients come to my office and they were there with their nine-year-old son or their 12-year-old daughter or even a five-year-old. That was the youngest child I saw in my office. And the parents are crying their eyes out because they're waiting for their children to be heart transplanted, but they can't find a match for the child. Oh, and the child God. is dying. And they would bring them to me because uh, I've had so many saves with uh, in adults with uh, CoQ10 and people who are, who are in cardiogenic shock and were struggling to breathe. And, and basically, I've resurrected so many uh, humans that pediatric, I guess the word spread through the grapevine or whatever, Jody, but parents were bringing in their children. And then it's just amazing. I have seen the worst, I mean, the worst congenital cases where children had heart operations, you know, only after a few days old or even a, a couple of years old, and they were on their second and third heart operation, but they weren't going to survive without a heart transplant. I gave them CoQ10, and now these kids are in their 20s and 30s. Oh, my God, <laughs> how amazing. Heart transplantation because they feel so good. Now, I can tell you why. I mean, somebody smarter than me is going to determine the why behind this, but I think because of the stem cell revolution that we've had in the last 15 to 20 years, especially with the discovery of the Biogenome Project where they mapped our genes. I think CoQ10, in addition with D-ribose, carnitine, and magnesium, these four ingredients that are secret sauce and literally uh, having our chemical messengers, we call them exosomes in the body, literally talk to our intrinsic stem cells. You know, we all have intrinsic stem cells. They're in our fat, they're in our bone marrow. And uh, these stem cells live into our 90s, believe it or not. So if, if you can develop 
a nutritional nutraceutical program that can talk to our step or endogenous stem cells can hearts regenerate themselves and i've seen it over and over again even with patients oh. with massive heart attacks so wow i am thrilled about you know using these supplements with humans and again i use them in dogs because cardiomyopathy is one of the major leading causes of death in a canine so uh, as well as the feline so basically that's why I started to use them in my dogs because I learned so much from humans. And again, we're all mammals. So I, it just made sense to develop these liposomal drops. And the reason why the liposomal drops, it's a liquid, is first of all, you can put a few drops into the, into the, into the bowl of food, so to speak. And uh, dogs love it. My chows loved it with sardines or salmon. It's just absolutely amazing. And by the way, chows are fussy. Those are, they're, they're like cats. They're the fussiest eaters of all time. I mean, I would have to sit with my chows, you know, on the floor with them and literally feed them myself sometimes. Because, oh my God, it sounds like my Sophie. They're so fussy. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But anyway, my chows loved it. But the, the, the liposomal, it gets into the bloodstream. So it's more bioavailable. It's easier. That's the buzzword. Yes. And what bioavailable means to your listeners that these drops get assimilated into the bloodstream. And if it gets into the bloodstream, it gets into the targeted organs where it's desperately needed. Perfect. Perfect. I'm going to switch over to what is sort of a new trend emerging, wellness plans for our pets. Now, wellness plans, what they actually are, isn't necessarily new, but they're being given sort of a makeover by positioning them as preventative medicine. In other words, wellness plans instead of just going to the vet. What would you think would make up a strong wellness plan for our pets? Well, I think, you know, feeding them nutritious food is good, giving them targeted nutritional supports like coenzyme Q10. Again, I love omega-3s. I mean, I mean, omega-3 essential fatty acids are so important because we really can't make them in a human. There are similar findings in, I guess, mammals as well. But like when you give omega-3s, I remember my, my child's coats got so much better. Their joints got so much better. And, you know, one of the things the that- The brain we, too. Oh, the brain. Great for Absolutely, the brain. because it's DHA, it's decosahexanoic acid that yeah. gets into the gray matter of the brain. But I'll never forget, my chows used to run up and down the stairs here at my house, and uh, they did a little damage to their joints. And uh, when I started to use omega-3 essential fatty acids in my chows, oh my gosh, they just improved significantly. So- you did know, you do that through Whole Foods, Dr. Sinatra? Did you do that with a, a particular supplement? Oh, I used to basically, I used to work with, well, I still work with Healthy Directions and I've been working with supplement companies for over 30 years. Yeah. And, uh, we had a calamarine oil that comes from Norway. I, I like calamarine over fish oil because I, I worry about big fish being contaminated with PCBs yes. and polyphenol. That's you know, coming like, out more and more in the pet right. space too. Uh, and mercury and cadmium and stuff like that. So one thing good about a squid is that a squid only lives in the ocean for 450 days. They're small. They're only about the size of a, of a very, very large grapefruit. And the oil in these, in these calamarines, you know, squid-like creatures is endowed with much more DHA as opposed to EPA. EPA is great for arthritis, but DHA is good for the brain, it's good for the heart, and it's good for eyesight. It's good for retina of the eyes. So I gave my dogs the calamarine oil, and at first I gave them fish oil, and I switched over to calamarine oil, uh, and, and again, they did fine. So any omega-3 is good for a dog or a cat. I, I just think, again, if you give them sardines or salmon or yeah. fish meals, like in Florida, I guess you know, small mackerel are very, very healthy. 
and uh, they're oily fish, and they got a lot of omega-3s in them. So, you know, small mackerel would be good. Scamp would be good because it's not a it's a grouper-type fish, but it's not a big fish. It's the big fish I worry about with contamination. Yeah, absolutely. And they're also now talking a lot about green-lipped mussels. Oh, I love it. Green-lipped mussels. Oh, I yeah. love it. It's, it's great, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm working with a Norwegian company right now. I'm trying to come out with a joint product for dogs. And mm-hmm. cats uh, with green lipid muscle and um, uh, green tea extract and you know <laughs> you know other nutraceuticals that assuage the chronic inflammation that these four yes. legged get. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to leave listeners with this because it's so so valuable to us, um, even though it's not a pet question. As a doctor and a nutrition expert and a nutraceuticals expert. What advice can you give my listeners about how best to protect themselves, ourselves, in this age of COVID? Oh, that's a great question. Number one, sugar comes to mind immediately. Remember this, Jody. The average American takes in about 160 pounds of sugar a year. I mean, think about that. So, if, Crazy. If, if, if a mother brings somebody to a fast food restaurant and orders one of these 16-ounce colas, they're getting about 40 teaspoons of sugar in there. I mean, think about that. That's horrific. One of the reasons why we have 100 million diabetics or pre-diabetics or insulin-resistant diabetics in the United States of America, it's absolutely, you know, we eat too many carbohydrates and too many simple carbohydrates. Now, certain simple carbohydrates are okay, like a half a teaspoon of honey or a half a teaspoon of maple syrup. If you want to put that in your tea or coffee, I don't have a problem with that. But I've seen people put teaspoons and teaspoons of sugar and their beverages, and they were all dead calories. And remember this, we're in a pandemic right now. So the more sugar you eat, and this is what I want your listeners to get from a heart specialist like myself, sugar in a diet stifles the what we call the phagocytosis capabilities of white blood cells. So when our white blood cells are like killer cells, right? So if we get exposed to COVID-19 or a bacterial infection or a sinus infection, our white blood cells go into killer mode and they help to engulf these pathogens. However, if you're eating a lot of carbohydrates, a lot of sugary foods, and you're eating a lot of donuts, you know, uh, candies, um, bagels, um, you know, lots of semolina pastas, if you're eating these foods, breakfast cereals, for example, and using you know white table sugar at the same time, your white blood cell or your killer cell, your natural killer cell activity is in handcuffs. And we need our white blood cells going forward to neutralize, you know, these pathogens in our body. That's why I like onions and garlic. You know, onions are one of the best foods you can take in the diet, especially against COVID-19, because it sequesters a lot of these respiratory viruses. And I'll tell you this, Jody, when I was a young doctor, I was involved with a lot of uh, journal reading and in journal clubs. And I'll never forget this one article. It came out of the Netherlands and it looked at aging males. And um, they were only interested in how long you lived. They didn't care if you died from cancer, heart disease, neurodegenerative disease, diabetes. They didn't care, the researchers. They wanted to know one thing, how long you lived and what you ate. And the, the specific foods that they were interested in were onions, green apples, and black teas, like, you know, beverage teas. Yeah. And the reason being is all those foods contain quercetin, which is a bioflavonoid. And this quercetin rockets the immune system. So what they found in these aging Dutchmen was that the longest living Dutchmen into their hundreds, you know, low hundreds and late 90s and mid 90s, they found that they've had the highest blood levels of quercetin. So the Dutchmen eating the most onions (laughs) lived the longest. Yeah. So onions, 
you know, onions are great. It's a great All food. All onions? Yeah. Yeah. Any onions. And raw, obviously, because you're not going to, you don't want to cook the goodness out. You can cook them, but I put raw onions in my salads all the Me time. Too. I use artichokes, onions, raspberries, blueberries, organic strawberries. Everything's organic. You know, I'll mix it with kale and a little bit of cabbage and lettuce. I try to get a dozen fresh fruits and vegetables in my salads. It only takes me about five or 10 minutes. Well, I was going to ask you about that, Dr. Sinatra, because fructose, there are some people who believe that fresh fruit sugar is not good. They're they don't right. necessarily lump it in with white sugar, but they believe that it's not good and you really have to be careful. And there are only certain fruits you're, that you should lean towards. You're making a very good point. I agree with you 100%. So, you know, the fruits that I tend to take less of is because of the fruit coats connection that you mentioned. So watermelon, guava, certainly mango. I tend to eat less of those, but blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, strawberries, if they're organic, they have lots of fiber in there, okay? And that the fiber content will delay the absorption of glucose as well as fructose, because there is some fructose, you know, in those fruits. But again, the heavily glycemic fruits, you know, I tend to eat less of, and I eat more of the fruits because you want the bioflavonoids, you want the carotenoids, you want the polyphenols uh, going forward. This is very, very important. And remember this, Jody, whenever you use these salads with all these fruits and vegetables, you want to douse it with lots of olive oil. Look, olive oil is the secret sauce of the Mediterranean diet. That's why we offer it at Vervana. We use California olive oils because we get the seal of approval because it's 100% extra virgin. A lot of the olive oils come out of Western Europe. Unfortunately, they're cut with canola oils, which are good for machines, but not for humans. But look at it this way. There are more hundred-year-old people living in a Mediterranean basin, whether it's Libya or whether it's the island of Crete or Greece or Turkey or Spain. It doesn't matter. But the common denominator is that they use an olive oil and the, the data on olive oil, and not just the, the pre-demed study, which showed that people taking four tablespoons of olive oil, not only did they have less Alzheimer's, cancer, and heart disease, as opposed to the American Heart Association diet, they use that as a control, but they're living longer taking four tablespoons of olive oil. And olive oil as opposed to avocado oil? Yes, olive oil. This is, this is olive oil now. And, and the reason being is that there was an article that came out of the uh, genetic literature only a, less than a decade ago that showed that olive oil takes pro-inflammatory genes that we're all born with. You know, everybody's born with pro-inflammatory genes. But if you take in olive oil on a daily basis... You can take these pro-inflammatory genes and turn them back to a non-inflammatory state. So that's wow. one of the reasons why I believe extra virgin olive oil is the secret sauce of the Mediterranean diet. And that's why, you know, we use it at Vervana. We get it from California. And uh, I think that um, uh, for longevity purposes and for supporting the immune system, uh, olive oil is, you know, one of the oils to go. And I do like avocado oil as well, but I prefer olive oil more because of the polyphenol content. And wow, that is really great information. Great information. And then there were some nutraceuticals that I, I heard you mention in an interview of yours that I listened to, to help people shore up their immune systems when it comes to COVID. Yes. Oh, yeah. Certainly vitamin D. I mean, vitamin D you can take to the bank. I mean, uh, you're in Florida right now, Jody. I'm in the Northeast, but I take between five and 10,000 units a day while I'm up here. Once I go back to Florida, I go, I'll, I'll go back down to two to 5,000 units a day. I do 5,000 a day. 
Yeah, five thousand a day is good. And when you walk the beach, and I hope you're walking the beach with your shoes off and no sneakers, you're walking. Oh, I got to do more of that. More of earthing, yes. Yeah, more of earthing. But like, uh, you know, if you walk in a bathing suit and get that sun in your body, look, a half hour of sunlight is not going to give you cancer. I can tell you that. No. But you know why? Because if you're taking CoQ10 and you're taking melatonin at night, those two nutraceuticals together will will block the UV light that comes into the body that's cancer causing, but it's used up in a half hour. It's used up in the defense against, you know, the carcinogenic uh, causes of UV light. So a half hour of sunlight in anybody, it's not going to cause any cancer as long as they're taking, you know, CoQ10 because that's the most offensive uh, nutraceutical that we can use, you know, in people who want to, you know, go out into the sun and certainly melatonin works as well. Okay, great. So vitamin D is huge. Um, yeah. I mentioned quercetin. Quercetin is really good. Again, you can take it as a supplement. You can take it, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the food supply. I love CoQ10. I mean, CoQ10, uh, it combats what we call uh, uh, inflammatory mediators, like what we what call, like doctors call NF-kappa B, interleukin-6. Now, probably a lot of your listeners are privy to C-reactive protein, uh, certainly, and when C-reactive proteins are high in the body, in the bloodstream, uh, this is a, uh, a weakness when it comes to uh, getting heart disease. We know that people with higher C-reactive proteins get more heart disease because it's an index of inflammation. So in other words, CoQ10 helps to combat that. So I like CoQ10, certainly vitamin D. Um, vitamin C I like, especially if it's combined with glutathione. Uh, you know, and again, you can, there's so many natural foods you can eat. We talked about avocado. Uh, I love artichoke. Oh my God. Artichoke is incredible for the liver. And uh, when you combine nutraceuticals with a healthy diet and avoid sugars, that's the trifecta. Healthy yeah. diet, targeted nutraceuticals, omit as much sugar as you can. And that's going to give you the blueprint going forward uh, for not get, getting COVID-19. And if they do get it, at least your immune system is going to fight it, especially with a good blood level of vitamin D or vitamin D3, uh, calciferol on board. It's all about the immune system. So thank you so, so much uh, for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. You're a wealth of amazing information. Ageless Pause sounds phenomenal. Everybody, I encourage you to try it out. Definitely take the information on CoQ10 to the bank. Look into that for your pets and tell people where they can find Ageless Pause, Dr. Sinatra. Oh, I mean, we're online, Ageless Pause and, and Vervana, you know, dot com and is our healthy food site. But I'll tell you in closing, I just want to say this. Pets have given so much to my cardiac patients over decades that the reason why I developed Ageless Pause, Jody, is I wanted to give something back to pets. See, my dogs taught me how to be a better doctor, believe it or not. Aww. They taught me that. Yeah. And, uh, I just want to give back to pet owners. And uh uh, you know, when it comes to pets, they're like our children. They're part yeah. of the family and we want them healthy. And, you know, we, we don't want them in veterinarian offices. We want to keep them out of there. And, uh, you know, not that I have anything against veterinarians, but, you know, even when my chow developed melanoma of the tongue, she developed malignant melanoma because chows have a black tongue. Melanoma is a, is a frightful cancer in humans. But when the veterinarian wanted to take out her tongue, I said, absolutely not. So I cured my chow, you know, with you know, nutraceuticals, and I used a Rife machine, you know, a, 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 a vibrational machine that kills cancer cells. So, 
Bless you. I love that. Hey, listen, dogs to me are my life. There are kids. They are our furry kids. You said it, and it's absolutely there are kindred true. spirits. There are kindred spirits. Yes, they are. And they can teach us if we just look and listen. Watch. Oh, Jody, there's one movie you got to see. What? Oh, my God. It just came to me. What? Uh, it's, it's about a race car driver. And uh, it's called uh, Driving in the Rain. Uh, no, I heard uh, about uh, it. Driving in the Rain. You got to see that movie. It was a book, too. It was a book, too. Yes. Oh, yes. Jody. Oh, I that is great. an incredible movie. I heard it was a real tearjerker. Oh, the ending is such an, a beautiful ending. It's such a good movie. Jody, <laughs> take it from me, a heart specialist. Watch this movie in the next couple of days. Please cry because you said crying is one of the best yes, that heart healthy you things. You like can a baby get and you're going to heal your heart at the same time. Yes. Yes. Dr. Sinatra is offering the Bark and Swagger family, that's you, a 20% discount on your first order for any products on his Ageless Paws site, except gifts and gift cards. So just go to agelesspaws.com and put in the code evergreen20 and try out his single ingredient CoQ10 treats, his food toppers, his CoQ10 liquid. It's all for cats and dogs. It's all really healthy. And you know how important CoQ10 is now for our pets. So go to his site, agelesspaws.com and enjoy. And let me know how you like them. Now, if people want to find out more about you, Dr. Sinatra, in terms of your supplements, which by the way, I just bought your CoQ10 supplement and health advice of which there's plenty, where can they find you? Well, I mean, I don't want to sound like a, a salesman or anything. No, but tell them where they, if they want to learn more. Well, if they want to more, learn more, go to drsinatra.com. That is some valuable information right there. Thank you so much, Dr. Steven Sinatra. You have been wonderful to have on my show, and I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Jody. This was a lot of fun. I'm glad, and thank you all for listening. Thanks to our producer, Mark Winter. Mark, you make us sound so good. We love you for that. My passion is living stylishly, animal rescue, and health. So tune in next time to discover the designers, home decor, rescue stories, and health experts with great stories and important info to share. So until next time, when fierce fashion calls, bark and swagger. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.